I do get a lot of backlash. I do hear a lot of people saying, okay, uh, oh, this is just another slave narrative, and, and we've seen a lot of that, but this is not a slave narrative. This is, this is a narrative, this is a love story, romantic narrative between two males um, that happens to be during the era of slavery. And this is Christopher Brothers Speed Podcast, where we speak to the innovative, the daring, and the bold for informative topics for the black LGBT. Now, everyone knows my love of independent films, and sometimes I love also just to kind of change the narrative for the LGBT crowd. And here's the thing. I came across the series called Lake Winfield, uh, directed by Jared Walker, with starring Mr. Lazarus Tate, and also the production art director, Miss Tiffany, uh, to join me in this conversation to discuss their series that's going to be on Bond TV. And we all know Bond TV for mostly LGBT, African-American content. Getting an understanding of what they're trying to create, what they're doing, and the purpose behind it. So I was joining the conversation on that, and I hope you enjoy it. Lake Winfield is a romance adventure drama following the story of two yeah. young boys in 1860 Southern U.S. as they escape from the culture that is determined to kill them instead of allow them to love one another. Of course, coupled with slave rebellions right. and Native American uprising, this tale reveals the history may not be as we remember it. Now, for you to actually take your directorial debut for this particular setting, what 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 was the whole idea? What what made you attract to this particular story? Yeah, so I mean, so the idea came about because I knew that I wanted to create. Uh, I knew that my first my first. So I'm from I'm from music video. I'm from and from commercial, the commercial world. And I got and I knew that I needed to create a narrative. That was the first step. The second step was that I needed to create something that wasn't going to bore me to death, um, and that was different that I'd never seen. That was the second, and then the third was something that I that I would watch myself. Gotcha. And so, and so that that was like the biggest thing for me. And and what actually happened was it didn't actually turn into an LGBT piece of work until Anthony got involved. Anthony Bond from Bond TV. And that's when I said, okay, uh, Anthony wants to create, wants, wants to have a new show. Like we were just, we were just talking about getting a new show up and I was like, okay, I have this show idea, but it's not LGBT focused, but it can certainly be made into something that's LGBT focused. And that's when, and that's when I changed it up so that, so that it, it involved two boys. Okay. Um, so, so, but that's still a lot far off from where it is now. And now the reason why, why it, it is what it is now is because, um, we, I wanted to, I wanted to show like the biggest thing for me was like inter the interracial aspect of it. Right. It right. was the fact, it was the fact that I wanted, I wanted to show the, 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 how, how this taboo is so prominent still in our culture today and and how and how and how it's it's coming from both sides of the aisle like it's not just something from white people yeah um it it, like there are a lot of black people even black lgbt people who are just for some reason very much against the idea of interracial relationships like i've seen it i've seen it in the comment section of bond tv's uh videos i've seen it and i've seen it from friends and and or from people who who are who not from friends but just acquaintances um and i think that i think that i wanted to explore i wanted to explore this this uh interracial aspect in like the most dangerous environment that it could be in which would be 1800s because that's when wow. you could you could be you could be killed for for being um for being in an interracial relationship like it wasn't just like you look down upon or, or your parents kick you out of the house or something it was like you can get hung from yeah. being for for being in a in a in an inter an interracial relationship so you know i think that was my that was how i looked at like and and i i i think what i want like i don't want to make it so that it's it's a it's a sh- for shock value i i want to make it so that it's like it's it's a way to explore it 
um, while connecting it to today's culture, but also bringing people through on this like uh, on this adventure uh, that 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 they may not be necessarily um, uh, like I just feel like there's a lot of con- there's a lot of LGBT content that that's set in, in modern day. Like okay. there isn't enough. There isn't enough that like sometimes like I, I remember seeing this this one post on the Facebook where someone mentioned like I just want to see like have you, I just want to see a nigga in space like fighting dragons and stuff <laughs> like you know what I mean like like how how come how come we don't see how come we don't see our people in space or yeah. in the past or like just in these in these weird spaces and weird environments like we always just it's a very like boring like we don't we don't have that we don't have that luxury yet and and now i think now it's coming out more so with with the likes of like you know black panther obviously and and get out and all that stuff um i think it's getting much better but i think that i think that the past was always like a was always like people shied away from that because because less than a hundred years ago, it wasn't a fun time to be black. You know what I mean? Right, right. And so, 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 going in the past for black people was never was never a, a fun, adventurous time. There was no way to like, you know, yet like that. Like, there's another meme going around where like, you know, there's there's these two guys that just invented time travel, and one of them was black, and they were like, let's go back in time, and the black guy's like, uh, you just go or something like that. Like, you know, like like. Like you can't, you can't, you, like back in the day, like that, it wasn't fun to be black. So I think, so I think I wanted to explore it in the time where it wasn't fun to be black. But, but we also have to remember that, that we were humans too. Like we felt things, we lived through things, we loved, we cared, we lost, we had all these emotions because we were also a human. And I think it's important to show that uh, because I do get a lot of backlash. I do hear a lot of people saying, okay. Uh, oh, this is just another slave narrative, and and we've seen a lot of that. But this is not a slave narrative. This is this is a narrative. This is a love story, romantic narrative between two males um, that happens to be during the era of slavery. Like that's how I push push the show. You know, because you're you're battling a lot here. You're, you're you're taking on a lot in terms of you're dealing with interracial. And you're dealing with a particular time period where not just being gay, but also interracial. You're dealing with you know people having a certain concept or idea of a film being in slavery. So you're, it's a lot to really take on. Was that something that was, gave you a little fear in taking this project on? Um, my only fear is my only fear is like not having the budget to to get every shot that I want. Like, that's my only fear, to be gotcha. honest. Like, I don't I don't care about how people perceive the show because the show, is, like, is going to be, it is just going to be what it is. Like, we we all love the show, how it's set up right now. Um, we're all behind it, like, everyone involved. So we're all going to make it the best way we can. But, like, when it comes to, when it comes to how people perceive how we dealt with certain aspects of it. Like it's, it, I mean, it, this is like, it's a part of art. It's a part of being artistic. Like you're going to, if you're not, if you're not getting pushback or, or criticism, then you're obviously doing something very wrong. Right. I do agree with that. I do agree with that. Now, definitely for this to be a romance, you know, to, to give these characters, uh, the type of light to be in one to be a slave and the two to be the slave owner's son to actually fall in love, which by the way is actually a true reflection of history itself because we've seen that story play out a lot of times in real life. And so to see that between right. two guys is something that to me I thought, you know what, is worthy uh, to actually give a little more attention to this. Now for you to make the connection with Bond TV. Now, Bond is one of those that you know are just like Slay TV or just like uh, Signal 21, 23, you know, I forgot, not Signal, wouldn't say Signal 21, I'm sorry. But just like those type of networks that are mainly focused on black LGBT content, uh, what made you want to go strictly in a deal with a network? Was it because they already had 
uh, already an audience made for you, or what was the reason? Well, yeah, I mean, you know, um, well, I've, so I actually worked with Anthony uh, Bond from Bond TV on his first show um, back in the day, some years back. Um, I, I was a part of the Cheetah and August team, and I, you know, I helped him out on it as a friend, and it was, it, it, like, we, you know, we spoke, we spoke about how he wanted new content, and he, and he expressed interest, and, and working alongside, alongside us, so, you know, I, the reason why I teamed up with him was, A, because, we needed we needed the funding to actually get a show going, and B because I've seen him in the past uh, put a show together and market it uh, and find an audience for it, and so I trusted I trusted that uh, he could do it again for Lake Winfield, which I think was a radically different show from what he's used for for from what from everything else that's on his platform. Um, just because of the, it's a period piece, and you know, right. it's it's all the, it's an interracial thing, and it's just, it's it's just a very different show, and and I think that um that uh I just felt like you know since we already had that relationship and that I've already that I've witnessed uh, him creating a show firsthand, I just felt like it was a good move uh, to get to get the show going. All right, now now. This now that we have uh, the character that's playing the the young slave uh, who's actually going to be having this interracial relationship. This his name is Shep. Is that correct, Lazarus? Yes. Okay. So and you're playing Shep. What was first off? Can you tell me a little bit about his character? So Shep is a um, he's like a 16 year old boy, and he's very innocent. Um, like he was raised as a house slave, so he never really had to attend too much in the field. But he's finally of age to where he is going to have to start being a man and kind of um, learn to tough it out. He kind of, even though being a slave, he got a little bit of favoritism just because um, even though he was a slave, Tiller's dad could see that him and Shep kind of had a a more friendlier relationship than most other slaves. So as he just, you know, worked inside the house, he kind of never really had too much of the hardship or the beatings that other slaves had to face. And so it gets to a point where, you know, he's above age and he's time it's time for him to grow up and really, you know, take on more responsible duties, which includes, you know, being in the fields, picking cotton, and also being at risk for being, you know, beaten. And the character himself is very innocent. He's very comedic. He likes to, um, he marches to the beat of his own drum and he kind of tries to see the, positive out of every situation so like he kind of just stays uplifted and kind of just thinks of well you know what like like i'm sure we can get out of this i'm sure we can figure this out he's always trying to think of um the solution to the problem versus dwelling on something too deep and i think that chef overall is a character who you get to see his growth throughout the show because you can see um, his innocence from the start all the way to where he matures at each moment as well. And I think that's just something that the audience would love to just watch and view because of the fact that you're really growing along with this character and you're seeing him really turn into this great man and how he got to be that got how he got to that point and how he's strong at that like at the current present like like at, at each stage you just see how strong he gets. You know now when I, when you think about it, you know the the movie itself, it may be in a period where you know, a lot of people think of slavery, but almost a romance kind of softens it up a little bit. In terms of you actually playing this part, what did you have to do to prepare? Because you sound pretty young. You sound pretty young. To me. So what exactly <laughs> did you have to do to really prepare for this part? Well, actually, um, I mean, well, what I did was actually I just pretty much watched a, a few a few movies, and I also practiced, you know, my southern accent just to make sure it seemed authentic. But actually, when I first saw the role on um, LA Casting, I was attached to it. Like, I just read the little bio synopsis, and I wanted to audition for this role so bad. I kept thinking about it. I, like, because it was up there for at least three weeks before my audition was. And I remember I, like, 
memorized it. I kept practicing the accent every day until it was memorized. And I came into that room just ready because I just felt like I've never read a synopsis of a story as far as like, you know, it takes place in the 1800s and two boys approaching love. It's, it's, it's never been done before. It's absolutely something that I think that this new age, it's part of the new age of television. I think that this show has the ability to really keep the audience captivated by each and every episode, keeping them rooting for each and every character, but also enough content and drama to really keep everyone clinging on to what's going to happen next. And I felt that way since the moment I even auditioned for the show. I felt that my character has also such a great arc. He like, there's so much room for my character to grow. There's so much room for my character to also um, like find himself. I feel like what I love about the show is that the character has moments of identity since he's only 16. And so, you know, at trying to also figure out his own sexuality, but also trying to figure out how he's going to navigate himself throughout this world as a slave. There's just so many stakes that it just keeps every episode interesting. There's like nothing yeah, that, and, that you and, can't. And I hate to interrupt, interrupt you like this, but I like, I, I do want to touch on the fact that, that the character, uh, Shep, um, and Tiller, uh, I think what we need to keep in mind too as well, since you mentioned growth, was that, th that these boys don't really have a model to, to shape, uh, their, their sexuality on. Like back, back in the 1800s, there weren't just gay people walking around. There wasn't a, there wasn't a, uh, you know, there wasn't a, a place that gay people, I mean, there probably was a place that gave you a meta, but it definitely wasn't something that was that was put out, or uh, there was no way to, there was no media to get it out. So I mean, there, you know, there's really no homosexuality wasn't something that was that was really explored in that time, and so so the biggest the biggest hurdle, even after surviving the attack from the Native Americans, uh, the the attack or the the fact that they have to they have to uh, navigate through this world where where a black and a white male can't love and like all these and just surviving in the wilderness together like besides all of that happening they have to figure out what is gay love what is uh homosexuality what 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 is this what does this stuff even mean like i remember when when i came out like i i had no idea gay people existed until i met a gay person so like right. like i can't even, i can't even imagine growing up in the 1800s where where being gay was such a, a taboo at the time that that you're you're not going to you're not going to meet an open gay person you know right. what i mean right. like that's just not that's not a normal thing to happen um so so that i think that's another interesting thing that that this show explores with the character with the boys yeah, and, and what i love about that oh sorry no go ahead keep going sorry oh um, I was just going to say that what I truly love about that, too, is that, like, yes, as you get to watch the show and see that they're, you know, growing into men, I think it's going to be so adorable just for any gay person who has uh, had their own coming out story or coming to age story, like to see how each one of them find themselves too because it's very it's very cute to almost see them approach their relationship in a childlike way because they're just so freshly new to this idea of what love could possibly be and i think that's something that's going to really pull in the audience because they're going to root for them and i already know it's going to be like a bomb hashtag you know shep and till you know <laughs> <laughs> you, you have it in your head already shep and till shep and till <laughs> now now being a, now, of course, I don't know what romances that you've ever had before in your life, but the interracial aspect, was that something of kind of a, a little difficult thing to navigate or was it not necessarily the color aspect? It was more focused on the love. Um, okay. Sorry, I, I, I don't know. Is this question directed to me or, or for Jerry? You, for you. Oh, um, I would say... It wasn't uh, more so even the interracial, because even in my personal life, I have been in an interracial, uh, an interracial relationship. Um, and I've kind of even, like, I mean, it's not the 1800s by any means, but I definitely have been in a relationship where I have seen the difference between, you know, 
my partner's white family versus my black family and how I view things and how they view things and just the dynamic. Okay. Now, I feel like at the slave times mixtured with it, it just makes it more, there's more at stake at every, at every motion, at every glance, at every place we walk to, everywhere we're going. Like, like, um, I think that the, I think honestly, my biggest uh, challenge was actually just making sure that my southern accent sounded as genuine as, pro- as possible because that's what I was really terrified about. Yeah, yeah. and it, it, it's it's funny because you know, like I'm the so I direct I'm directing the first episode, and I can't like I I don't have a southern accent, and I can't even hear it. So I have to have Anthony actually because he's from the south. Um, he actually stands by, and I'm like. Whenever they do a lot, I'm like, was was there a southern accent on? Because I can't hear it. And like he would he would confirm for me if it was on or not. Oh, really? Southern accent, really important. Okay. <laughs> so you had the you had a southern expert right there on, on staff. That's good. Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Now, now, when it comes to this part again, because like, like I said, this is very interesting. Because again, I don't think many people have ever ever really seen something like this, and to make it a series. Um, do you guys, is that something that you want to make a continuous series about this, keep an ongoing thing, or this is more of a one-time situation where you have something serious, once you've done the first season, that's it? Chris, Chris, let's be real. No, we're, we want to we keep this going as long as we can. I mean, like, I, I have so many ideas for how it could go in the future that it's ridiculous. I, I, like, I can't dwell on it. I need to stay in the present season, gotcha. but I will say that I will say that um, that if that if, you, if if a viewer becomes a fan of the first season, um, the second season is going to throw them through a loop because it, it's going to be this whole radical shift. Like I, I don't, I'm scared to say something because I'm afraid of like of like putting it out there so uh, soon but like don't do it. It, it's a <laughs> i know right yeah no but it's just like it, there's a so like these boys become these boys have a transformation and that transformation um helps us bring the rest of lake one so like so like for instance the show title is lake winfield lake winfield is the plantation that these boys grew up in um and then they escape in the first episode. So like a lot of people are wondering like, why is it called Lake Winfield? What's the point of it calling Lake Winfield when, when these boys leave Lake Winfield on the first episode, you know what I mean? Right. And I just have to let them know that they're just going to have to stay tuned for future seasons because there's a reason why Lake Winfield is so important. Um, maybe the boys come back to Lake Winfield for some reason. Okay. So it's, 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 it's a lot um, to think about, but, but I do have to say that um, that there's a bigger picture uh, to this, and there's a reason why I chose a date, uh, a year of 1860. So 1861, we're 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 a year before the war, the Civil War happens. Uh, and what I and what I and what I love to do, what I'd love to do with this show is warp, is kind of warp history in a way where 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 we're playing with all this historical context. But we, but we, we put our own spin on it. You know what I mean? So like, so like, we're we're a year before the Civil War. What what was the impetus of of the Civil War? How did it how did it uh, how did it exactly uh, get going? Who who were the major players? Well, my characters could have been major players of of, of this uh, of this war. You know what I mean? Like that. So so I really want to play with the historical aspect of it because I do have interest in history. And I think that uh, that that the boys will have an interesting role in in coming seasons. Hopefully, if we can get it going. No, I'm sure you can. I'm definitely sure you can. Especially a lot of people uh, respect Bond TV and uh, are you know, good subscribers of that. Sure. Now, when it came down to the inspiration to have everything in terms of production aspect to give it that look, to give it that feel, uh, Tiffany, what exactly did you have to do? So, um, yeah, uh, coming on to Lake Winfield is really interesting because um, the time period isn't exactly what I look for. Okay. Um, it was funny earlier on uh, when you were talking to Jared, he was talking about, you know, how 
just the the misconception about the slave aspect of the show and how that's something that most black creators do and and I was kind of in that same position where I was like okay I don't know that I really am like down for more slave content and stuff but it was the script that really did flip my my thought process on coming on to like Winfield because it's so different. In the 1860s is a very interesting time here trying to create worlds these days as we're making things that are so extravagant and there's a real simplicity to the 1860s but there's also an elegance and a beauty which is crazy because it's a time period that's filled with so much uh, almost like ugliness and, and, and trash and war and stuff that there's some felt like a real special thing to jump into. You know, I mean, because when, when most people think of that period, I think sometimes people, you know, I think of, I think of a, a perfect uh, scenario was the uh, Brad the Brad Pitt movie when it came down to one one hundred one hundred years of slave, and I, right, I, yeah, yeah, and I think yeah. a lot of people, you know, they they almost feel like oh. You know, like another slave movie. Yeah. But, but you know, yeah. And, and the thing about it is, I can understand it. I can't understand it because yeah. you constantly, oh, sure. right. you know, you get this impression that nothing of really mm-hmm. of our history has anything to do with in any sort of a joyous <laughs> situation. Of it was course. all very sullen and dark. And that's why right. when, when it comes to Black Panther, to take you completely right. outside, it was just like, we're going to yep. make this the third largest film in the world. <laughs> it, it, was, it, was a, it was a breath of fresh air, Black Panther, because it took us out of that narrative. I, I totally understand that. But I, I, think that, I think that that's going to be our biggest, Lake Winfield, uh, Lake Winfield's biggest... Um, uh, thing to tackle obstacle is that is that we have to we have to convince people that this show is not a typical slave narrative like 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 I said before like it's it, it just happens to play in 1860 but we are completely taking taking this somewhere where it's it, it's gonna feel more like an adventure and less like uh, we're stuck. Okay, for and I and you know I have to bring it up because it's probably going to come up. Underground was another was another show that that really that really uh, touched on slavery, and I think that I think that it's a shame that they had to they have to cancel the show so soon because season two was actually getting to the point where it was getting it was getting less of that slavery stuff and more of of the rebellious side of things, which is cool. Which, like, I, I love the Harriet Tubman that they were putting, that they were giving us. It was great. Um, but I just think that their mistake was the first season was so much so the typical narrative that, that it turned people off. Right. Um, but what I intend to do is, um, is, is get us out there straight out the gate. Like, they escaped the plantation, episode one. So we're out of the plantation. We're now adventuring across, and we're going to have to face all of these, all of these things. And 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 I think another important aspect to it that I think is really cool. Like I think really people need to get excited about this. Is that we're bringing a Native American narrative to this yes. to the plate as well. Like yes. we're bringing something that that ha- that literally it, it has no no basis of, of, of representation in the industry whatsoever. Like we're, right. we're bringing, we're bringing to light some, some interesting native American characters that, that I think uh, people are really going to love. And, 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 and Jared, yeah, if I can, if I can say that was, um, that was a big part of a uh, production design that I think got us very excited was again an aspect like that with um with the native american aspect is it gives us a chance um in the art world to sort of play and mix and match a bunch of cultures and artifacts and colors and color palettes and um designs that we don't normally meet um or at least i haven't seen meet in tv or film so far and i think that that's what was so fun is because because you're breaking it into this sort of like rebellious phase and stuff, we get a chance to play with a lot of weaponry and fastening and, and, and creating some beautifully artistic pieces uh, that our characters, you know, sort of 
live with and, and are so attached with. And I think it's like, it was really, uh, it was really appealing to me to sort of jump on a project in which I got to uh, discover a culture that wasn't my own. And I think right. that's the things that are so great about Lake Winfield is we're really, we're really like introducing a lot of narratives and a lot of perspectives that I don't think people in either of our communities, whether it's black community, whether it's the LGBT community, have always particularly seen. We're introducing these subjects that aren't quite taboo, but they're still quite taboo in 2018, which is insane to me. Yeah. Um, and it's really fun to play with those. Well, on top of that, I mean, many people don't know or, or choose not to research that Native Americans and escaped slaves uh, sometimes, in some cases, worked together. Yeah, they did. There are, there are a lot of historical instances where, uh, first of all, there, there are a lot of historical instances of rebellions that people don't know about. Yes. A lot. Like, yeah. like people, say, people say, like, oh, why didn't the slaves rebel? There were a lot of rebellions. That's, and of Native Americans... And Native Americans played a huge part of that, and so I wanted to I wanted to show some respect for that by including them in the show. And 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 I w- I'm going to bring up this other show one more time, just just for just because I want their audience since they're counted anyway. But we we got the amazing um, uh, Luis Reyes from he's the wardrobe stylist. Uh, he worked he actually worked on Underground, and he moved to LA after that show canceled. And we were lucky enough to have him on board, and so the amazing wardrobe design was was by him, and uh, our characters look so amazing because of that. And he worked on one specific character named Onawa, that is a Native American uh, two spirit, uh, which is basically our our if you translate that into our culture, that would be a transgender character. And so, like, we we have to think about the fact that their culture. Not only was it ransacked by colonial by colonialism, but but um, their their culture was completely obliterated to the point where where they weren't allowed to like even their, express their sexuality like they were used to. Like yeah. it brings us, it ties it back into to sexuality, which is a, an important part of the show. So you know, there's just a lot of different avenues, like you said, Chris. Like there's just a lot of different things that we're we're taking on. And and you know we're we're doing our best to make that happen. Now you know, for I'm thinking to myself as an actor, you know, and then again, you know, I I don't know all the time when it comes to the mind of an actor. Uh, when I look at you know Mr. Lazarus, you know, taking on this part at such a young well, first I'm saying such a young age. How old really are you? <laughs> <laughs> oh no, let me let me cover my ears. <laughs> I mean, you know. <laughs> I trust me in the LGBT community. That is like the the faux pas question, but you know, wait, wait, it's should, taboo. Should, should we be asking this. Hold on, hold on, hold on. I think we should keep this a mystery. Why, why should we let them know? <laughs> you know what? Okay, keep it a mystery. But I'm thinking to myself, you look pretty young. You look very, very young here. So I'm thinking to myself, okay, the guys coming out, and because again, I don't know whether or not it's a concern, and you know, to start your career off in such a role. Uh, because many years, for many actors, it is. Is that something that ever came across your mind? Absolutely, actually. I remember uh, when I when I was reading the role, I was like, ah, oh, you know, I definitely don't want to just fall into a stereotype of, oh, I can only audition for gay roles because people can only see me as a gay person. But mm-hmm. I actually was on set probably about, I was working as a background actor and I was talking to John Sally and um, he like literally just said something that literally kind of, I thought it was just wild how I ended up get, get like booking this role after he said this, but it was like right after my audition had happened for this show and I was waiting to hear back, but I was working on set as a background actor and John Sally was like, uh, he's just talking to me and I was just like, yeah. And I'm like, I'm pursuing acting and blah, 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 blah. And then he like said something. He was like, you know, um, and I don't even remember the conversation that led him to say this, but he was just like, you know, I remember I was talking to Will Smith a, a while back, and he was telling me how his first role was in um, when he played like a, a gay lead, and um, how all of his agents and everyone was telling him, oh, not to do that because that's going to hinder your career. Don't do that. Don't do that. And um, 
he felt confident in his acting ability and the range that he's able to play and that what he can put forth. And it was just the fact that he like said that to me and it was like right after I just auditioned for Lake Winfield, it was kind of like, wow. And then it was full circle when I booked it because I did have that fear going into it. And then when he said that to me, it just really was like, you know what? I know that I'm capable of anything. And even since then I have been booking other roles where I'm playing, you know, like a middle school kid who is straight and playing like different, like I am able to play very diverse roles regardless of playing a gay lead. And I feel like, I feel like if anything, this role is what's going to open more doors for me to play more roles because I am playing a difficult, challenging role. Right, right. And you're, so and I'm you're very right. grateful for this opportunity. And you know what? When you come to think about it, you're right. Because when you look at Will Smith in Six Degrees of Separation, and that film, first I thought, oh my God, you know Fresh Prince of <laughs> Bel Air to play a part like that. Oh, his yeah. career's going to tank. That's <laughs> back then. Yeah. That's back then. And, of course, look at Will Smith today, you know. So, it, yeah. honestly, it was, um, it, it's, you know, those to take on fear, to take on that challenge, actually pays off big, you know. And that's what I kind of look at this film as. It's a challenge, but it's going to pay off pretty big. Now, of course, again, Absolutely. you know, looking, now when you, to kind of swing back to the Native American uh, character, that I kind of had to, peek a little interest on myself and say, wait a minute, because Native American did have different beliefs, did have different cultures in terms of how oh, they yeah. believe two-spirit um, was definitely oh, yeah. something. That, and if you see some of the old photos back then, and they yeah. never viewed it the same way, um, was nope. that difficult to kind of weave into this whole this whole storyline? Um, well, I mean, I love talking about this side of the story because it, it's it's just so fascinating to me. But I think that um, it, it wasn't difficult because, I mean, I okay, it is going to be difficult for me because we, we don't have a Native American on the show yet to, 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 to help us keep it on track in that aspect. Um, I would love if anyone's listening right now and you're native and you're Native American and, and you know the history. Um, I would love to meet up and and hopefully get some like uh, guidance on how to keep this character from becoming anything but amazing. Um, but yes, I I think though I think that um that colonialism did a lot of things across the world. And one of them was create this idea that homosexuality is a sin. Um, there are a lot of cultures, some Native American, not all Native American cultures, but some included, that, that uh, there are a lot of transgender and gay things, gay people who just live their lives. Uh, some of them were often revered, actually. Like some, some of them thought that, that these two-spirit individuals actually had two spirits in them like that was that was the idea um and so and so the reason it, it wasn't that i wanted to just make another gay character it was that i wanted to show that that they weren't just coming and taking these these indigenous people's land they were coming and and taking their culture yes. they were coming and taking taking so much uh and so much indoctrination happening so much you know just just rape of culture that that i don't think we we think about too much like you know what i mean it's 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 chilling so i really wanted to spread light on that by by providing a character that that was so dynamic and so so you know so uh it breaks away from the norm that that people will be like oh okay and then they do their own research like you did you say you took interest in it most people don't know that two-spirit is, is a thing yeah. And so so I think it's interesting that we're putting it out there so that people, viewers, hopefully can do their own research and, and find out the amazing uh, LGBTQ uh, queer uh, lifestyles that, that a lot of indigenous people across the world had before Western civilization uh, made its mark on it. Now, to have this particular series premiere on the number one black-owned LGBTQ streaming service, was that in itself yeah. a fear? Because after the, the especially after the interview with um, Lamont Pierre, 
Uh, basically, did that ever cause any doubt in terms of is this the audience that we want exclusively to be our premier network on, or was there any other thought process in that? You know, so so Anthony uh, and Bond TV, they have their own their own um, way that they're going to push the show out, whether that is through Bond TV or Here TV or whatever network uh, that we end up. Uh, putting getting a relationship with the show on, but but I do definitely after the Lamont. Uh, first of all, I love him; he's great. After after hearing his uh, his interview with you, um, sure, I, I think I think I do need to put a lot of thought into into exactly how we're going to push your show. Like maybe maybe the audience that we want isn't ready yet for a show like this. Maybe that's why. Maybe that's why when we're pushing our Kickstarter, it's not getting enough traction from the people, from the, the, the demographic that I thought it would. You know what I mean? Like, this is my first narrative show, so this, I'm, I'm learning a lot about how to reach your audience and learning how to, how to even know who your audience truly is, which was why, again, your, your interview with Lamont was so helpful. Um, so, you know, I... I think that um, I think that we 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 fully intend to put out the show on LGBT networks, but um, I am of course very open to to hearing from different EPs or, or producers and and hearing like what their ideas are into how we can get the show on maybe something where uh, it's it's more of a mass audience. Um, just to just to get it out there, and and maybe 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 that would be a better way uh, than going straight for the demographic that we thought that we knew uh, was was going to love it. You know, you know, Miss Waite was on the View, and I, I posted that not that long ago in regards to how she felt that the numbers don't add up in terms of Black LGBT and the representation that is really given to the wider audience. And what she was saying that, you know, <laughs> she she made a little joke basically saying that it's only her, Wanda, Rue, uh, Titus, you know. And is that something yeah. that as a creator yourself that you think is important to show that you are black LGBT creator content and being the one that's also kind of changing things, changing the narrative of what we see currently see right now in film? So... So you're asking me if I'm if I'm comfortable with saying that I'm a black LGBT artist creating black LGBT absolutely. Films. So so I mean that that's a really good question. So I, I think that I think that um, I I certainly think that right now um, it is a great time to be a black artist actually not even lgbt just a black artist right um right now right now there's this kind of renaissance led by led by the big boys and girls up there who are doing their doing their thing um and i think that and i think that um i think that it's it's it is helpful for us down here who are trying to you know really make something happen um but i think I, I think I'd rather like like I'm going I'm definitely going to put it out there and say that I'm a black uh, artist, um, but I first want people to look at me and our work as art. Gotcha. You know, not 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 just uh, 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 maybe that came out wrong. Like I, I don't like it is it is black art for sure, but it is but it is just art. You know what I mean? Um, I, I think that I think that I have no I have no problem with with with. Well, here's the thing. You know, I think that you know it's perfectly okay for most people to concentrate on the art first. I get a lot of people who have even musicians who say they don't want to. Yeah. I think uh, if you looked at ever listened to Erica B, and that was one of the other episodes I did right after uh, Lamont and. Basically, she, you know, I asked her the same question, and you know what? She says she leaves it up to the people what category that you want to put me in. 
but definitely she wants okay. to focus strictly on the art, her music. And, you know, and, and it does make sense because I think when people actually kind of put you in that little pigeonhole, down, don't get me wrong, you know, she has said, I made some, she made a great living with it. Rue has made a great living with it. Titus has made a great right. living with it. But right. at the same time, being, but that's the lane that they're also doing well in as well. And they want to keep it in that lane. Now, for a person who says, I want to go beyond that lane later in my life, I can see how that could be a little bit of a concern to kind of just say, hey, I'm LGBTQ. And, you know, I can see it. I can see it because a lot of people, right. you know, they, a lot of people put you, put you in that frame. And I'm pretty sure you're going to come across it later where a lot of people say, you know what? You know, some of your films are great, but we need some more white characters or more white heroes to be mm. part of that to bring in that white dollars and increase your budget. I'm sure you're going to come okay. across that. And LGBT well, would probably be that right. too. Right. Well, here's here's the deal. Like, I I put black characters and black stories first for sure. Gotcha. Like, that's, like, that, like, in that aspect, like, I love seeing black characters and black stories out there. But, but, but I, I, I guess I was just apprehensive about the label, about the labels being so, being like either or, like, it's not black art versus art. It's just, Art. All of it is just art. So like, so like, you know, like for instance, I have a short film that's going to be, it's going to, that I'm putting together. That's, it's a sci-fi, the character is black. Um, and it's, and it's not LGBT. Okay. But, but that's, you know, that's a different thing, but it's still for me, I'm still creating it. Um, I do, I do think it's important to have a black character for sure. Like that's not something that I plan on changing anytime soon. Um, but like, I, so I guess it's, it depends. So story is first. So like the reason why, the reason why Lake Winfield works as an LGBT narrative is that it is so, it, it's so interesting to me. And the reason why this new short, they're not, he's not gay because it's so interesting to me that he that he's not like it's just it is what it is i I don't think that i'm i don't i I wouldn't like to be put in a box but you know like after listening to the lamont interview i I can see how that might happen so um yeah yeah but you know i'm glad you're and i'm glad you're you're being honest about that too because it is a challenge because a lot of people you know if you listen to a lot of podcasts they also mention i believe also uh samson mccormick even as a stand-up black LGBT man, stand-up comedian, um, he himself said, you know, I don't know, because that road only made it harder for him. So, you know, I can understand. I can understand sometimes the thought process of going out there because the road itself is a tough industry, tough road, how much more you want to make it for yourself. So, you know, that, I can completely understand that yeah. in itself. So, so now, I, and it's kind of funny because, Tiffany, with you on here now, on the production aspect, I'm not sure exactly how it is perceived, you know, for you to do a film like this. Is it, do you get the same respect as you do with other films in terms of doing the, the, bringing, the bringing that art, that true, authentic, genuine aspect to a film? Is that also a part of the judgment on the back end of things? It's, it's definitely strange because I, from my side of the of the conversation, I wouldn't be affected, I don't think, as much as the ways that, like, Jared um, and even Lazarus maybe have to deal with. Um, however, there is still a weird stigma on doing projects like this. Really? Because I have jumped onto a project that is very heavy in an LGBT theme, it suddenly put an interesting spotlight on my own life. Mm. Um, I find it's very interesting because now it seems that people maybe are asking more questions about me just because I'm so comfortable working in this type of environment, which right. I find really interesting because that is. to me it doesn't it doesn't quite make any sense because it feels like um, I mean it may be just my perspective it feels like the art of it is art. Yes. Um, and it feels like it doesn't really matter what perspective or what theme or or what. Uh, background or culture, it, it feels like my interest in doing it 
um, should be because it's, it's something different, it's something artful, and it's something that I have to throw myself into to create for. But so it doesn't affect me on like the same. Like I, I doubt that I'll be Fox, as in like you know, not. And there's nothing wrong with these labels, but I doubt that I'd be Fox as like an LGBT creator or an LGBT artistic thing just because I work on it. But it does. It just feels like once you step your foot into any different type of culture, any different type of uh, people start to, people expect that you have to have a strong connection. And I kind of feel that that's a little bit of a dangerous thing because I am very much in favor of this new thinking that we're trying to develop where it's like, you don't always have to be the centerpiece of the story to relate to it. Uh, Ava DuVernay released A Wrinkle in Time and there was a conversation that was going on that was like, well, will boys want to see it because women are, you know, a girl is the main protagonist. And it's just strange to me after all of these years of girls having to grow up and watching movies with male protagonists, and we never seem to have an issue separating our own femininity from masculinity watching these movies that it would be so hard to do the reverse. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Yes. So, it, so it's a really strange thing. I am definitely not affected career-wise, I don't think, and I do believe that's because my part is behind the scenes and I'm creating a world as opposed to a more interpersonal connection with the characters and that narrative that Jared and um, Lazarus have to face. But it, it's definitely a strange... You get a little bit of an eyebrow once you step into something a little bit of different, and it's... It's just barely happened, but I've already noticed little eyebrows will go up just because I said yes to an LGBT content. Wow. Um, okay. And it's very interesting how quickly perceptions shift based off of the smallest choices. Wow. That is very, um, wow, I'm glad you answered that. That's, that's, that is very interesting. Very interesting. Now, also, yeah. one thing I also, I kind of notice when it comes to there's a lot of things that comes into making a film really look beautiful, to really give it that, this layer on top of layer on top of layer. When it, In order to kind of showcase your work, does it need to really be or kind of showcase the cinematography must be on point, the lighting must be on point, every other aspect in order to kind of really to showcase your work as a production value, does all those other things must truly be also on top of his game to really give your work a little bit more of that. Yeah. Yeah. The thing about it is uh, the fun part with production and art is that, you know, it's really, it's very much a collaborative effort, especially coming from my Uh on this, on this um, project. I, I, I want to create, it's really hard to explain, but it's very, it's a very close connection with everything because in order for, our work, um, and that's coming from like the costume designers, um, the set dressing, you know, all the art direction. In order for our work to shine, we have to create this environment for the actors to truly live in. So when I'm set dressing, I want people like Laz and, you know, our actor who plays the Colonel or all of our actors, I want them to step into an environment and feel like they're really in this. I don't want them to feel as if they're on the outside looking in and it's just, you know, make-believe. You know, when we put pieces in front of them, I want them to interact with it. I want them to have a connection to, you know, every little aspect with the dressers, the drawers, the curtains, the, you know, everything. It's so interesting and weird to explain, but I feel like in order for me to shine as an art director or as far as production designer goes, um, any of those roles, we just we kind of have to just do our best and hope that the actors and the creators really interact with the space that we've given them, and that's the only way we'll shine. If Laz shines on screen at step, and you feel like you're really watching a boy in the 1860s, then I shine as a result. Gotcha. Yes, and 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 I just want to step in and say that that's like budget-wise and production-wise, that's our biggest hurdle is is bringing because we're shooting in LA, we're shooting in Los Angeles. 
And our biggest hurdle is bringing the viewer into 1860, yeah. somewhere in the South. Um, we're, we're have to, we have to bring them from LA to end that world. And people, the, the art teams, uh, including, including the art director, Tiffany, like we, I have to give really, like I have to give my props to them because they were able to pull off for the, for the first episode that, that to, they were able to pull it off. They were able to make it feel like we were in the South. And I think that going forward, like finding locations in LA that look like the South uh, is, is going to be our biggest hurdle. Gotcha. Um, and, and, I mean, I'd love to fly us all out there. Um, <laughs> I'd love yeah. to fly us out there to the South and we can just shoot it there. Um, but that'll, maybe that'll be the next season. Wouldn't the production cost be lower in certain uh, Southern areas? Uh, yeah, if, if we get the right tax credits and everything, uh, it could certainly bring us bring us to a good place. Um, it's just a matter of getting to that point where we can where we can even even talk about that. Gotcha. For sure. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah. Now, when it comes to three words that everyone would basically want people to walk away with, you know their parts in here. What are three words you want people to walk away with this, with this series? Oh, geez. Three, three words. <laughs> okay. Um, three words to walk away from this series. Um, ah, geez. Uh, I'd have to say that three words would be, I, I'd have to say that three words would be love is love. Huh. I think that's I think that's the biggest takeaway from this show, gotcha. um, because I I think that I think that at like no matter how crazy it gets with the adventure, no matter how 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 interesting things get with the historical aspect, I think at the epicenter of it all is this love between Shep and Tiller, and I think that that's really what's going to shine. So like love is love, um, we all need to learn it, live it, and and. That's my three words, yeah. Lazarus, what are your three words? I would say, um, honestly, like, I would actually like like to tag along with Jared's, but I would say love conquers all, because I feel like as, as long as you, like, have the love in anything you're doing, then everything's going to be all right. And I just feel like the love that's going to keep like growing throughout each character and each relationship in the show is what's going to give the show such a longevity because everyone is going to want to see each character fight to keep that relationship alive, whether it's someone's life at stake or whether it's someone's love interest at stake, you know? Gotcha. Tiffany, what are your three words? Um, <laughs> it's strange. <laughs> I think my three words are actually ride or die. Oh. Oh. <laughs> I yeah, like that. Well, yeah. I like that. Okay. Uh, and and it's that die. way because, like, to be honest, like, the themes that they're tackling and, like, when shows were tackling, you know, the right to love, we're tackling the right to be free, the, you know, the right to basically exist and live your life how you want and how it's going to make you happy. But I honestly think that the only way that you can really be happy in this life is you either got to ride for those things or you die trying. So it's like, you, you got to ride or die for it. I Ooh. like that. All right. Clap it out. Clap it out. <laughs> great job, That's great. I think, I, I think I'm going to change my three words to those three words, actually. All, All right. right. <laughs> well, one thing's for sure, you know, any additional support that people can give for this particular project, going on Bond, going on to give their actual money and donations, is there any place that people can actually show their love for this project? Yes, I mean, we have the Instagram, uh, we have Lake Winfield TV, that's on Instagram, and we also have the Twitter, Lake Winfield, at Lake Winfield TV. Um, you, it shouldn't be too difficult to find us. Um, check out, you can check out any of our cast members' Instagram accounts or Twitter accounts. Um, they're all doing, like, interesting things, like Lazarus is also a singer. He has his EP coming out shortly. We're really excited about that. Um, oh, okay. All of our, all our whole team are all doing like, you know, we're all working on a lot of different things. So, so we all have our our social media output. So you can easily find us. Uh, the biggest place, the biggest hub to find us is of course 
Lakewoodville TV Instagram, but and that's where you can find the link to our Kickstarter if you'd be interested in um, in backing this project. Uh, we're just trying to get uh, 30k uh, to get going and make the first season happen. All right, all right, Lazarus. So you're a singer? I didn't know that. What type of music you do? Yeah, um, I do soulful pop, so like that Adele, Sam Smith, John Legend kind of vibe, but also like our pop music on t- today's radio. Okay. You know, what's interesting, I have to point this out, but like, so so we had this, we had this scene in our sides when we auditioned folks, and there was a, there was a piece that, that, that had some singing involved, and a couple of people, we were just like, you know, let's give it a try, let's have them sing, because I do want to have some singing because music is such a, a big part of our history as black people. Music is so ingrained with us. Yes. So there's going to be singing in the show. And so I had a couple of people sing, and they sung the song that we wrote, which is all right. I mean, you know, some people murdered it. But when Lazarus walked in, which I fell in love with Lazarus right off the bat, um, we asked him to sing, and he, and he had his own song prepared, uh, which he sang to us right just right away. And it blew us all away. Um, oh, wow. And I'm sure that, like, that, that he, he's a very talented singer. He's con- like, we were driving to set for the first day of shooting, and he he locked me in the car and sang and sang some of his songs. So like, he, he's he's very talented. I'm lucky to lucky to have him on the show. All right, all right. Well, I'm definitely gonna be Thanks, making Jay. sure. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm definitely gonna make sure all your information is posted for our listeners to be able to kind of kind of track you down and start following you and helping you out with the project as much as possible. And again, I actually enjoyed this uh, interview. It was very honest, but also I love again the creativity to push push the narrative, change things up, and to give uh, our our community a little bit more of a of a different look. And it helps in every single movie. A bit of music, production, yeah. every aspect helps in that process. So thank you for coming on the show, guys. I truly appreciate it. No. Thank you, Chris. We appreciate it for sure. Thank, thank you. you for no problem, no problem at all. This is Chris from Brothers Podcast signing off. Have a wonderful day, everybody.